It is Tuesday, December 18th, and you are tuned into the fastest half hour in podcasting, HTM Sports, live on twitch.tv backslash hitting the marks, powered by the gorillaposition.com. My name is Jargo, I will be your host for the day, but give it up for my tag team partner, the master debater, RBV! Rick, welcome back to HTM Sports. It's me, it's me, it's that order the B to the V. Rick Vickery, coming in hot today. Wait a minute, hold on. What show, what show is this? Uh, this is the sports show, Huckleberry. Oh, okay, okay, forgive me, forgive me. I, I thought this was the Hitting Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, you know what, I, I'm still, I'm still fired up, still fired up to talk some sports. Uh, but more with a, a positive spin, uh, if you want to hear some serious trash talk, you're going to have to make sure that you, that you tune in Friday morning uh, to the, the wrestling side of our tremendous brand here at Hitting the Marks. You know, and I even worked a pro wrestling reference into our opening story here, Huckleberry, because we, we, we're going to start things off. Uh, let, let's go ahead. Let's start things off in the NFL. Oh, yes. Week 15 has come and gone. And, Rick, it started off with the Los Angeles Chargers defeating the Kansas City Chiefs with the NFL equivalency of a small package. Four seconds left on the clock, and the Chargers go for a two-point conversion to get a win over the Chiefs. What do you think? Do you actually buy Los Angeles now after winning at Arrowhead? What what a tremendous win here. Uh, right now, and this seems, you know, it, it, week to week as we're discussing, we run through our, our highlights in the NFL Week to week, there's a different hot team, a team on the streak that becomes, uh, you know, a, a Super Bowl favorite. And, and right now, you gotta be, you gotta be believing that is, uh, well, it's still a Los Angeles team, but it's the Chargers. I uh, think they're the best in team in LA. Well, I, I, the one thing though, you know, they're picking up wins. That is the most important part of, you know, of anything here is it's all about the win, baby. Uh, by hook or crook, no matter how you get it. Win if you can, lose if you bust, but it, no, 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 that's a, that's the wrong thing. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm forgetting, I'm going back to wrestling here again. But no, hey, getting that W it is the most important thing. You know, they've had, uh, questionable officiating that, that it's kind of favored their way. They've, they've played teams that have just, you, you look at their opponents and ask, what, what in the world are they doing? Mental breakdown after mental breakdown, you know, both on the field and from the coaching staff. And, and then here, uh, to, like you said, to just really sneak one. Kind of just hang into that game the entire time uh, to just sneak one out here. But, hey, they, they are hot. Oh, the Chargers have been hot, and they've been hot for a while. It's ridiculous when you look at the AFC playoff picture and you see the number five seed is the Los Angeles Chargers at 11-3 and three because the Chiefs are still running that division. Now, the question is... Who's going to win this thing? And both teams have a rough game next week. You have the Chiefs at Seattle. Don't like your odds there. And you have the Chargers playing host to Baltimore. Now, we know, of course, the Chargers don't necessarily have a home field, but they are playing where they normally play, and it is Baltimore coming across country. I've got to say advantage Chargers right now to win this thing. Wouldn't it be just an epic defeat if the freaking Chiefs end up the five seed? Well, you know, hey, this is almost, we've talked about this earlier in the year when everybody was so hot, so high on the Chiefs. This, this, this is kind of a trend with, uh, with the Andy Reid football teams. You, you get late into that season, you start seeing those cracks and they, and they have little success, especially in the playoffs. Uh, this is following that trend there. You know, like you said though, a, a tough, tough game this week. You've got to go 
on the road to a very hostile Seattle who is still, you know, fighting and calling themselves right now. I think this is going to be a, a very much defining game for the Chiefs. Uh, some tough losses here, but if they can go on the road and get this thing, I think this reestablishes them as maybe that favorite to go through the AFC. But but you look at those other top teams there, it's almost as if nobody wants to claim that top prize. Yeah, it, it seems like nobody wants to win the AFC. Well, maybe the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans defeat the Jets 29-22. to Deshaun Watson throwing a 14-yard touchdown pass to DeAndre Hopkins with 2.15 left for the win. After starting 0-3 Huckleberry, the Texans move to 10-4. and Combined with Pittsburgh beating New England this week, that makes Houston your number two seed as things stand right now in the AFC. If Houston gets to play at home, they're going to be really rough to beat. Uh, always tough at home in the playoffs. Heck, heck, you know, all about, you know, the matchup on the road. Uh, you you kind of have to, you know, like their chances here, but especially if somehow they can keep this thing running through Houston on the road to the Super Bowl, uh, there you go again. Uh, another team that has a, a legitimate argument as a favorite. Uh, this is almost drawing straws here, uh, especially in the AFC. Well, here's a team I still don't buy. That's right. I think the Bears still suck. But you know who sucks worse than the Chicago Bears? My beloved Green Bay Packers. They're awful. As Aaron Rodgers said, they are piss poor. The Bears eliminate the Packers 24-17. I'm amazed it was even that close. Uh, Trubisky goes 20 of 28 for 235 yards, two touchdowns, a rating of 120.4, and he's awful. I don't get it, man. I don't understand what is going on with the Chicago Bears offense. I, we all know that defense is absolutely ridiculous, but I just don't buy Mitchell Trubisky. Did Trubisky do something to you personally? Uh, you've well, been, he went to Carolina for one. You've been, you've, you've been riding this guy all year. You will not cut him a break. And week after week, you know, he's continuing uh, to prove you know, as one of the leaders of that team, that they, that they are one of the top in the NFC. If you look at look at these numbers here, man, they're hard to argue. A, a stellar stellar outing against your Green Bay Packers. Well, the Packers are awful. They're piss poor. But what happens when the Bears start playing good teams? Well, as you said, you know it's it's going to be interesting to see what they can add in the off season. Uh, I don't think they're going to quite get there yet, so they are going to remain. Um, a, a, a fairly decent destination in the free agent market. I believe that they, they have some room. They're going to be able to go out there and make some more moves. But as you've pointed out so many times, Jargo, you know, this year they have a weaker schedule. Next year they're going to be playing that top-tier schedule. Next year they're going to be the Minnesota Vikings of this year. That's, that's exactly what I expect out of the Chicago Bears next year. Let's talk about uh, the Packers, or otherwise known as the Green Bay Aaron Rodgers, because he is the entire team. Uh, would you sit, Rodgers? We, we know he's not healthy. He hasn't been healthy all year. The Packers are out of this thing. There, there's absolutely no reason to play Aaron Rodgers for the next two weeks. I, I wouldn't pull him from the start of the games. And I'm going to come at this from a couple different angles. Uh, first off, He's still got a little bit of heat on him up there. Oh, yeah, that's for There's sure. There's so heat off of that controversy. Uh, he's going, and that's just only going to intensify if it comes out, hey, we're shutting him down. Okay, so you got rid of a, one of our, a great coach for us. You put a gentleman out of a job because 
of your perceived ego that you're one of the, the those superstars that's kind of bigger than the franchise there, and now you're going to shut it down on us. The fans are not going to take that to that so well. Speaking of that coach, I'm still hearing Mike McCarthy to Cleveland. Uh, see, I, I still think they're going to run with their interim up here. I just actually was having a conversation with someone, uh, huge Browns fans, Mr. Two Times. Two times me and him were talking earlier today. Uh, and, you know, he's real big on it. You know, why not keep you know, their interim in Cleveland there? But going back to, to Aaron Rodgers, if you're him yourself, Jargo, do you want to shut it down? Because you're still playing for incentives. You can earn more money yourself. Yeah, I, I don't think that money is necessarily Aaron Rodgers' problem. I'm making $33 million a year to go out there you know and miss the playoffs two years in a row. Get yourself hey, healthy. That's worth more rich. to the franchise than whatever your bonus well, is going to be. I, I don't know the exacts of where his bonuses, where those incentives are going to kick in at, but if he is sniffing any of those things, what I would have, would expect here is he starts each of these games, and if they begin to get out of control – Maybe you go more into a preseason mode with him where you're shutting it down about halftime, especially if you, if you know you're out of this thing. I mean, this is the NFL. You're, you're supposed to every week go out there and give your best to try to win even when you're out of contention for the, the postseason. I think something's got to change, and something's got to change quickly because as things stand right now, the top six paid quarterbacks in the NFL, none of them are going to win their division, and that's because when you overpay a quarterback – that's when you get yourselves in trouble. That's well, why you're seeing teams like Chicago leading the way. That's why you're seeing teams like the Rams lead the way, because these quarterbacks are still on rookie deals, so they can afford to overpay people like Indomitian Sue to come into L.A. and sell a bunch of personal seat licenses. Well, I, I will tell you this just real quick. I know we got some extra time here on the clock. Talking about next year in the NFC North, you're not liking the Bears' chances that much. When you look at that division and you look at how those other teams have overpaid at Especially that quarterback position, they're not, they don't have a lot of wiggle room. So the competition's not going to be as intense inside the division for the Bears. So, I mean, you could be looking at, you got six games there, you know, chalk up four to five already. Well, here's another one of those teams that's going to be in that situation where they're going to overpay a quarterback. And that quarterback's name is Dak Prescott. Oh, yes, our good friend Paul Arzola and his Dallas Cowboys, they are going to overpay Dak Prescott, and I cannot wait because I can't wait to see Ezekiel Elliott in the silver and black for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Dak Prescott this week goes 24 of 39, 206 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception as the Cowboys get shut out by the now mighty Indianapolis Colts. I don't want to play the Colts right now if I'm anybody in the NFL. Um, but Rick, I, I think here's the important stats. Ezekiel Elliott, 18 carries, 87 yards. Amari Cooper, four receptions, 32 yards. I've been saying without those two guys, Dak Prescott can't do it by himself. He cannot carry a franchise on his own. He needs a lot of help around him. And if you overpay him, all that help's going to go bye-bye. Well, this, you know, this is the Colts went in there just pretty much exposed this Dallas offense here. Uh, you double up on Cooper, you know, keep him to minimal success going down the field. Uh, keep the box tight. Make sure that you're keeping these under a hundred yards and you are going to beat this team. Not so much that, that I want to, you know, jump on and bust on, on Dak here, but he just doesn't have the other weapons around him as well. And he's not, and I, and I don't, when you, when you really look at his overall numbers, I mean, the guy has tremendous stats. But when you when you really watch an eye the game, it, it's just not there with him. I mean, he's got to have and 
he needs a third option down there. That's something that they're that they're definitely going to have. It's going to have to be a top priority to address that going into next year. Get him a big tight end, man. And look at what hey, look it, at what Andrew Luck is doing with Eric Ebron, who was a complete bust in Detroit. Well, you know that was always kind of an mo down there in Dallas. You know, you, you always had uh, Jay that Novacek. Yeah, uh, going all Whitten, the way back. You know, recently and Whitten. all that stuff. Yep. Hey, you know, talk about going all the way back. This is the first time since 2003 that the Dallas Cowboys have had a goose egg laid on them. And do you, and do you really, do you know how the magnitude of, of being shut out in the NFL is today? I mean, the entire league is designed for you to go score 30 plus. It's a not even to be able to even squeeze out three points out of this thing. Uh, that that right there, major disappointment on on behalf of the Cowboys offense, who you know has been getting so much so much hype right now. Uh, people were thinking of him as a favorite. I think even more troublesome though is that you know the defense it wasn't all up to par this week. Okay, well let, let let's take into consideration though as well. They are up against Andrew Luck, who is one of the best quarterbacks on the face of the freaking planet. Are you buying Andrew Luck now as the MVP with Patrick Mahomes taking a loss this week? I'm telling you, Andrew Luck is my MVP. No question. He's the comeback player of the year and the MVP. Well, I, I'll say that I would say the gap between the two is much closer this week. I still think after last week with Mahomes the Chiefs going over, you know, the previous week there, he was he was the forefront. He was leading the pack there. But as you've been putting over here, Andrew Luck, man, he he is he's in the rear view and and he is catching up fast. The Minnesota Vikings go out, make a statement. They fire their offensive coordinator and then proceed to put up 418 yards and 41 points. But Kirk Cousins, man, I you know I talk about Trubisky and guys I just don't buy. 14 of 21, 215 yards. That tells me that you're throwing three-yard passes. Two touchdowns, one interception. Delvin Cook carrying the load. 19 carries, 136 yards, two touchdowns. Minnesota has said we want to run the football more. We want to be more on that 50-50 split. And I think riding Delvin Cook right now is actually a genius strategy because nobody's running the football. Well, that's that's what they came in as, and that's where Cousins wasn't the. That's where he wasn't clicking because he's not set to be that kind of quarterback. That's where the disconnect was. That's why they're having so much trouble. But Jock, I got to tell you, buddy, you are so sour on the NFC North quarterbacks not named Rodgers, man. You're sitting here dumping on, on an offense based around the, the short pass and run, but yet, but yet you regularly sh- just sing the praises of one Mister Tom Brady, where the Patriots offense is built around that very philosophy. Well, yeah, but the Patriots offense is the Patriots offense. I mean, it's not like Brady doesn't throw the ball down the field at all. Well, it's the same here. You know, you're, you're pulling them in to open up the wider game so the Cousins can use those attributes that he has. It's a league of copycats. You see, My issue you know, is I don't copy bu- success. I don't buy Kirk Cousins as a franchise quarterback, and I don't buy Mitchell Trubisky as a franchise quarterback. I think Matthew Stafford is a franchise quarterback. It's just that the Detroit Lions are an awful freaking franchise, and they've never gave him any kind of help whatsoever, and they've never given him a, a, a coaching staff that lasts for more than six weeks so he can figure out what the hell their goddamn names are. How many hey, offensive say, coordinators has Stafford went through? I, I'm really starting to buy into this, this theory, this concept, that we're starting to see 
the disappearance of the need for the franchise quarterback. Absolutely, because I mean, as soon as I you mean, overpay right, him, boom, your right, franchise and, and, is screwed. And right, and right now, there really are only a handful of what you would consider like true greats at that position. Uh, yeah. All you really need is someone that's effective because there's another uh, – you know, we talk about it all the time with WWE with you know their brand rules overall and their superstars are kind of you know cookie cutter. You, you can – one goes down, you plug another one in, and you really don't miss a beat at all. And, and those quarterbacks in this league, they fall right under that same, uh, that same description. We mentioned that the Patriots lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the Ravens hold pace 20 to 12 over Tampa Bay. Baltimore just keeps hanging around, man. Yeah, as soon as you think that they're kind of uh, dead in the water, you think to kind of throw the towel in. All of a sudden, boom, there they are. One game back. And hey, uh, the same could be said for the team they're chasing, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, the Steelers are a mess. You know, so, what was it? Three losses in a row? Three yeah. four losses in a row there. And you kind of think, when you looked at their upcoming schedule, oh man, they got New England. This is gonna, this could be ugly. Then they gotta go to New Orleans. I mean, these guys are gonna, they're gonna fall right out of the playoffs. And then they, they essentially shock the world and go out there and pick up a big win against a, um, a very troubled, New England Patriots team. See, and that's the thing. I don't know how big this win is anymore. There's even the Boston media that is calling the dynasty dead. The Patriots being very unpatriot-like. 14 penalties for 106 yards. And, and, and the penalty that basically cost them the game. The Patriots had second and five on the Pittsburgh 11 with 37 seconds to go. Shaq Mason gets a holding penalty. They're pushed back to the 21. The game's over. Hey, and this isn't just like a one-time thing with these guys. We just saw this last week. Uh, they, they they looked tired late in that game. Mentally, we saw Brady making mistakes. There was some questionable coaching decisions that, that led to the, you know that that grand defeat down there in Miami. You know, possibly you know one of the most exciting plays of the year they go down on. But and there was many points in that game where they should have slammed that door shut on the Dolphins. And you've seen the. the the same issues this week against Pittsburgh. And we've seen that repeatedly through this season with them. Uh, I think, was it the Titans that put it on them just a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Uh, they've had some huge touchdowns. Going back earlier in the season, <laughs> you get you get waxed by, by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, look where they're at. You know, those games are going to come back and, and bite these guys in the rear end. Uh, Colin Cowherd is on to something. He said something on his show yesterday that just it, it absolutely clicked for me. Being a marketing guy, Rick, if you need to sell personal seat licenses at a new $5 billion stadium and you've got a quarterback that's still under a rookie contract, what do you do? You bring in as many big names as you possibly can, whether this thing is going to work or not, and they have been exposed. We said it a couple of weeks back that the Rams have been exposed, and this week the Eagles beat the Rams in L.A., 30-23, to 23, the Rams are like the Justice League movie. You've got all these big names and all these great characters, and the script is shit. Well, I think, you know, to lose at home, Going back when they lost that game in Chicago, it, maybe there wasn't as much worry because it didn't look like the Rams were going to have to go, you know, to the cold weather, to a cold climate in the playoff. If they were going to travel anywhere, it was going to be the New Orleans, where they've already showed, you know, they they went neck to neck, toe and toe with the Saints there uh, in one hell of a heavyweight just throwdown earlier in the year. But now, now they've shown that they 
that they're vulnerable at home, that they could be taken at any time. You know, this also, this comes down to, and you're, we've been talking about this for weeks. Teams are showing fatigue and you see that physically and mentally. And you should not at this point in the season, it should not be an issue, uh, especially with these teams that we thought were going to be the upper echelon. Are the Eagles still in this thing? I mean, the, the, we, we talk about how bad the, the NFC North is. The NFC East is a mess. Dallas leading the thing at eight and six, getting shut out in Philly. Right behind them, the Eagles seven and seven. You're defending Super Bowl champs. Oh, shut, shut out in Indy. Yeah, shut out in. Okay. Oh, did I say I was it just wrong? Sure. Yeah, I was just making sure I had it right. Oh yeah, yeah, they were shut out in Indy, but the Eagles at seven and seven, they're only one game back. Rick, if the Eagles squeak into the playoffs, do you buy the Eagles as a contender? I'm going to tell you what right now. I'm going to sell on this entire division. I don't like anybody that comes out of this thing. I almost think that I know by default you get to host one. I don't know if I so much trust Philly anywhere. They're one of those teams like the Ravens. You don't know what you're going to get from week to week. Uh, Dallas, I could see getting one at home. But, again, you go back to their, their road, you know, the record on the road here. Uh, absolutely abysmal. Uh, I think at best case scenario, the, the NFC East could maybe steal one win at home, but I'm not buying them to be any kind of threat. Speaking of me being down on quarterbacks, I told you at the beginning of the season, sell on the Carolina Panthers that they were an absolute joke. Their streak has been extended. They have not had back-to-back winning seasons in the history of the franchise. Going all the way back to 1995, the New Orleans Saints confirmed that this week as they put down Carolina in Carolina, 12 to 9, Monday Night Football. Uh, I guess my only hesitation here is 12 to 9. Yeah, um, a, a little bit of a surprise there. Sorry, I was I was looking up a, a stat line. I was trying to see where the the Eagles and the and the Cowboys finished their seasons up. Uh, the Eagles got the Texans at the Texans. That one's going to be hard on them. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys have Tampa at home. Uh, yeah. So a 12 to nine, Hey, again, it's about getting a win. This isn't the, uh, the high powered offense that we're used to from the saints, but Hey, you are against a division rival. There was a lot on the line here. A win's a win. I think we're okay. What do you think of the Panthers? What do you do if you're the Carolina Panthers? You almost have to question if it's time to, to just go back and hit that reset button. Yeah. I mean, that uh, franchise uh, just, up. I it, mean, how it just feels how, like they're just getting older. How, I mean, how many more times do you go to the well with Cam? Right. They, they, they just feel like next year they're going to be the same team, just another year older, playing a worse schedule. And suddenly they're going to look like a contender again. And then the next year they're going to play a good schedule. And they're going to be miserable. It's like this vicious, never-ending, year-to-year cycle with the Carolina Panthers. So here is your current AFC playoff picture. You have the Chiefs at 11-3. and They're at Seattle next week. Texans 10-4 and at Philly. Patriots host Buffalo. They're at 9-5. and Steelers 8-5-1 and at New Orleans, where they haven't won since 1990. Oh, I can't wait to see that game. Chargers have Baltimore. Ravens 8-6 and at Chargers. Your first two teams out, the Colts, they'll be hosting the Giants and the Titans hosting Washington. If I'm the AFC, I want the Colts on the outside looking in. I want the teams that are in it right now. Those are the teams that I want in it if I'm the AFC because I don't want to play the Colts. 
you know, when we started, you know, the hashtag HTF Sports, and we were asking who's one of those sleeper teams that's going to make this charge, we were both all over the Colts way back when. But real quick on the AFC, hey, we got to show some love out there. I know we got some great listeners in Northern Ohio, so we got to show the love to the Brownies, baby, because can you believe it or not? There actually is scenarios where they could make the postseason. All we need to happen is that the Ravens lose out, that the Colts and the Titans each lose this week, and then tie each other next week, and then the Browns are in the playoffs. Just the fact that you can have that conversation at Week 15, congratulations to you, Cleveland. Hey, You're- get the parade going. We were talking about playoffs in December. Your NFC playoff picture, one through six, Saints, Rams, Bears, Cowboys, Seahawks, and Vikings. And then your first two out, the Eagles and the Redskins. Again, if I'm the NFC, I want the Eagles on the outside looking in. Uh, just because they've been there, it, they're so fresh off of it. Yep. I, I, don't, I don't really know. You know, when we get down to the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Eagles, the Redskins, I, I don't think any of those are serious contenders to this thing. What about you? You don't like Seattle? I'm okay with them. I, the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Eagles, the Redskins. I do like Seattle at five. I mean, uh, if you're going to give me Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson as a dog on the road, I will take that bet. That's that's what I'm saying. You know, all about where they line up. I will give them an opportunity. I'm not giving anything to those others. Yep, I'm right there with you. So, Huckleberry, let's wrap things up. You saw off the top, you know, I had that image of the crow. I'm wearing my crow jersey today. It seems that it's time for the swan song in Chicago. I think Corey Crawford is done. Corey Crawford, once again, placed on injured reserve with another concussion. Uh, I don't know if you got to see this thing, but basically what happened is two guys go in. They run into Crow. Crow hits his head on the crossbar. Down goes Crow. And back to the injured reserve list he goes. Uh... Rick, we see in professional wrestling all the time, you know, this this issue with concussions and ending careers early. Corey Crawford is only 33 years old, but last year he missed 47 games with concussion symptoms. He was sidelined for 10 freaking months. He was just cleared back in October, and now this happens. I, I, I think it's time for the Crow to hang up his cleats. Well, I'd say, I wouldn't necessarily say hang up the cleats, because... He still has a lot to give to the game. Now, as as competing on the ice, on you know, on the roster in a player's position, yes, I, I think those days definitely have to be behind him. You know, at thirty three, he's still thinking that he's so young, he could have so many years left in this game. Uh, but it's not worth it's not worth the risk, especially when you really look at. It, he's going to just maybe have to regear himself that passion, that love uh, that he can pass on. Uh, to others throughout the game, even if that's through the coaching or maybe, you know, dedicating himself to, to get to, uh, to get with one of, of these tremendous, um, you know, groups that are trying to understand and learn more about the concussion issues and protecting in a multitude of sports. You know, if it be, you know, we're known for talking pro wrestling. There's so many issues going on there. We're constantly hearing, uh, you know, that someone might be leaving us over that, you know, just past year, it was, you know, pages there. We just heard about lists concern that, you know, reoccurring with Becky Lynch. Uh, you continually hear that. Obviously hockey, when you think about one of those brutal, brutal sports out there, you know, hockey's damn near towards the top of that list. Absolutely. Uh, you know, outside of, of like a combat sport, you know, boxing or MMA, you're thinking about, you're thinking about hockey, but Hey, as you and I were talking off of, you know, talking off the air before 
before we fired this thing up here. I mean, the, the number one, I guess, the number one sport dealing with concussion issue is soccer. Yeah, and and specifically girls' soccer. I'm not sure if if it's simply an issue with girls' anatomy or the physiology of the brain, but it seems that women are more prone to concussions than men. But hey, it's even funny because as I, you know, as I was just listing those in the WWE, more often than not, it's the ladies that are dealing with these things, and which is a, a great deal of concern when we see the risk that they are taking it, so that they can, you know, for whatever reason, try to show that they're the equal of their male counterparts. Uh, it's physically taking a toll on them. It, going back to soccer, you see a lot of like the youth leagues where they have banned headballs because yep. of this very issue. And I guess the other thing with Crow, too, is when I look at his stats, his stats aren't actually that far off from his career averages, you know? I mean, right now, his goals against is 3.23, he's 2.37 for his career, save percentage of .903, 9.19 for his career, but the big record that matters is his actual record. He's only 6.14-2 this season because the Blackhawks are awful there's there's no need i mean if this team was still competing for a stanley cup i could see crow trying to push through this thing go through the physical therapy go through the pain go through the agony of getting himself ready to go again mentally to come back and play but this team is awful there's absolutely no point to putting himself through this well i I even think in a a case like that the long term outweighs you know just maybe getting in and trying to make that run towards the Stanley Cup, which, you know, is the most grueling task in all of professional sports is to make that run towards the Cup. And he's already won two of them. I, he's, he's accomplished so much. I mean, he's had amazing stats throughout his career. He, he's going to, you know, forever be cherished, uh, you know, by, by the Blackhawk Nation, all of that. He, he has that. Yeah, now he won time. those Cups. Without Corey Crawford, we don't win those Cups. And now it's time to give back to the sport in another directive. Yep, I completely agree. I hope this this is the swan song for Corey Crawford. I hope that we get to see the jersey raised into the rafters at the United Center, and that's it for the Crow. Uh, anything else that you wanted to talk about in the world of sports this week, Huckleberry? Oh, I love the run. Uh, so much going on, but I did I did want to mention before we got out of here, uh, our, our bowl pick'em is underway. We're only a, a couple games in right now. Uh, I do have going to be a busy week coming up that's for sure yeah business is definitely about to pick up but right now i got kids in jpub one nine eight six one they are leading the way with uh six games right uh, i've got i've got five right i'm sitting right in the middle of the pack there charles did you get in on this thing no no i didn't realize that me and you were actually supposed to get in on it oh. okay i kind of just you know to i thought it was just for the listeners to test my ability against some of these guys but uh yeah we've we've got a, a dozen or so in here uh, so it, business is about to pick up. So we'll have a, um, I'll have a more detailed run through of the, of the standings as we get through this weekend. There's going to be a lot of games coming up next week. Speaking of next week, there will not be an HTM sports because, well, let's face it. We do this at, you know, four 30 in the afternoon on Tuesday and that's Christmas day. I have a feeling that Huckleberry and I are going to be a little bit busy, but I guarantee you we will be back the following week. I don't give a shit about new year's. Good God. If, if there was ever a day to talk sports, it's new year's day. So we won't be here for Christmas, but we will be back, uh, at the beginning of the new year. Merry Christmas. Christmas to all of you who listen to HTM Sports and not the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling podcast. Hey, I got, I got a better idea. 
let's throw some sports talk back into the locker room on Monday. So maybe maybe we cut out a little of that uh, WWE talk. Hey, I'm fine with that because the WWE show is already in the can. I was going to ask you if you want to record two weeks worth. <laughs> How about that? So that's going to wrap things up for this week's show. Thanks for watching and or listening, and please don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Then find RBV and I on your favorite podcast listening platform by searching Hitting the Marks. We'll be back with an all-new episode this Friday. Until then, you can find the show on Twitter at HTMPWPod. Find me at NotJargo. RBV, if Jerry Jones wants to sign you, where does he find you? Well, hell, he's going to need, he's going to need some huge help marketing uh, to try to sell the to sell to his fans why the hell they're giving back all that damn money uh, when the rest of this team is falling apart. So, Mr. Jones, please find me. You can get me across all social media at the real RBV. Or, or if you'd like to chat it up with some of uh, the, the, the best minds in sports and pro wrestling, head on over to Facebook and Hami Media Discussion Group. Ah, the holiday season is here, so, so you're going to be able to find me about anywhere during a happy hour. Valid point. We'll talk to you in two weeks back here at HTM Sports. For now, we're off like a prom dress. See ya!